I'd like to thank KTMS 990 and Montecito Bank and Trust for making Scam Squad possible. I'm Patty Teal. And I'm Deputy District Attorney Vicki Johnson. Scam Squad is up next. Sound off. One, two. Sound off. Three, four. One, two, three, four. Scam Squad. Welcome to Scam Squad. Vicki, I know we always enjoy talking to fraud specialists from Montecito Bank and Trust. They're a regular supporter of Scam Squad, helping us to let the community know about those scams out there so they can be forewarned. Would you make the introduction today, Vicki? We are so happy to have Sean Dyer with us, back with us, I should say, who is a senior fraud specialist at Montecito Bank and Trust. And we love having people from this bank. Not only do they do a great job protecting their customers, but they always seem to have the latest info on what is going on in our community in terms of the various kinds of scams and frauds targeting our citizens. So uh, welcome back, Sean. And uh, what have you got for us today? Thanks for having me back on the show. Today, I wanted to discuss a couple things. One is check fraud that we are seeing regularly, but just wanted to put it back out there. Whether you're writing checks and mailing them where you might be using the big blue box in front of the post office, that's a hot spot for fraudsters to come steal them. Or it's a complete counterfeit check that's not one that you have written, but fraudsters have obtained your account information and they have created a counterfeit check and tried to pass it through your account. One piece of advice we just like to throw out there is so many people are online now rather than getting their checking account statements each month. So if you are online and you see that your checks are posting, click on the image because sometimes that's when you can find that, oh, yes, I did write this check to ABC Company for $50, but now the image shows that it's not payable to ABC Company, but now it's payable to Susie Smith. So just reminding people, even though a check that you've written has cleared, whether it's for the correct dollar amount or not, look at the image to make sure that the payee is who you think it is Mm -hmm. and who you wrote the check to. Yeah. How do you go about spotting these? Most times banks have systems that they use and we have a system that takes all of our customers' account activity and it runs analysis on what's their normal pattern. What Mm -hmm. check number series are they in? Is Mm -hmm. this dollar amount more or less than what they usually write checks for? And then alerts are created and we review them every day. We then email the branch and we ask the branch to contact the customer and review the item in question. It's incredible what data analysis and computers can do. And thank Mm -hmm. goodness, given the amount of check fraud that's out there. So I've told people many times, please don't use the blue bins. Please uh, don't use the blue bin, especially in front of the main post office. And I usually tell people that the best bet if they're going to write out a check is simply to walk into the post office, put it on the counter in front of a live postal worker, and that's probably the safest way to mail a check. I do. I go to the post office and I go inside and I drop my check there. I don't leave it outside. And then I watch my account to make sure that when it finally posts to my account, I look at the image to make sure that it's still payable to who I wrote it to. Now, tell me a little bit about bill pay. Is that a secure way of making payments? 
Yes, through your online banking service, there is most always an option for bill pay, and that's where you set up who you pay your monthly bills to, and you enter all the information, you know, what your account number is with that, uh, Southern California Edison, Southern California Gas, Cox Cable, all that sort of information, and even if you're writing checks to, say, the gardener. And then you go in, and just as if you were going to write a check, you go into online banking and you click and put the amount and the date you want it sent out. Now, what happens if it's a large company, they're not even actually generating a paper check. They're sending a file because there will be lots of people that are paying Southern California Edison or Southern California Gas. So there's right. none, your account information isn't going out anywhere because the bank as a whole is sending one chunk amount and lists okay. your name and your account at the other end. Yeah. Now, if you're writing something to, say, a gardener where they're a small business, the bill pay service is creating a paper check, but mm-hmm. it's on their bill pay account. So okay. it's not your account number. It's not your signature. It just says that it's coming from you, but none of your personal information is, is included. Lots more secure. That's very good information. Although we haven't seen any that are specific to covid We are seeing people, you know, they're working from home and if they've lost their job or they're on, you know, furlough or whatever, they may be looking for some other income. And we have had two instances with work from home scams. In both instances, they made the contact through Facebook. One was the customer found something to be a house sitter. So the fraudster mailed her a check to deposit, and the Mm -hmm. other situation was on Facebook for our customer to be a personal assistant for someone, and they mailed a check. So in both these cases, our customers actually received a check in the mail, so they did their own deposit through their mobile app. In these cases, they did not give up their online banking credentials. They simply said, this is my name and address, and the fraudster mailed a check. In both cases, our branches were rather leery and thought, well, these both may be fraud, and we placed what we call an uncollected funds hold because we were not sure we would collect on those funds. So sure enough, these checks came back as fraud. And we were able to, since we'd informed the customer based on what the checks looked like, it was, and then their story that they're probably part of a scam. So neither of them went any further. But had they, I can guarantee you that the fraudsters would have been reaching out and saying, oh, we sent you too much. That check was for way more. Go buy us some gift cards and give us all That overpayment scam. Whoops, I sent you too much money. Please send me the, the overage back. Otherwise, I'm going to get in trouble with my boss or whatever. That seems to be very rampant. And this is just one avenue it takes, the work from home job offer scam. And you know, we know that these COVID scams are crimes of opportunity. So the fraudsters know that people have lost their jobs they're desperate to find work. They're looking for anything they can do to work from home because that's the supposedly safe thing to do. Hopefully our listeners will share this information with other people so we can spread the word. And that's the best thing we can do to sort of combat this kind of scam. Yeah, it's been around quite a while, but it still gets people, doesn't it? I'm really sorry about that. It sure does. Mm-hmm. 
Thank you so much, Sean. Those were great reminders about both the check fraud and fake work from home jobs. Thank you so much. We really appreciate it and all the good work that your bank does to stop these frauds and to catch it in time. And thankfully, you were able to do that in both of these cases. You're welcome. And would you share your fraud hotline before we all say goodbye today? It's area code 805-568-2442. And I'll say it again, 805-568-2442. Great show today, Vicki, Sean. It was great to talk to both of you. Until next week. Bye-bye now. Bye. Thanks, Patty. Bye.